Hello, welcome BBW lovers. Uh, we are here in the doghouse for week 14 of the uh, regular season, trying to ignore Gary uh, <laughs> seductively eating a strawberry in front of me. If that passes as seductive in your life, it's time to get out more. That was yeah. not seductive. <laughs> no. Maybe, well, <laughs> I do need to get out more. Um, but yeah, um, to this week, it's uh, Johnny Fresh. You're here with uh, Gilo. Good evening. And uh, Da Mike. Hello, I'm back. Birthday boy, Da Mike. Exactly. 30 again. Well, 30 for the fourth time? Yes, 30 for fifth. the fourth time. Fifth so 120. Time. Uh, <laughs> I feel 120. Yeah, so uh, yeah, happy birthday, Mike. Thank you very much. Uh, for anyone who would like to send him presents, please send it to the doghouse. The doghouse. The, poli- the, the postman will know what you mean. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, basically, yeah. Should we just uh, go from here? Uh, it's uh, Gary. Uh, you have kick off again. We have we have a replacement kicker. You're. You're like the Nick Falk. It's a bit like when I used to play in goal for the Stuart B. Village team and I was shit at taking the goal kicks. You yeah. have a replacement kicker every week. That is true. That did happen. That did happen. Um, and that gives you a random, a bit of an idea of where we are as well. Not too far away from Stuart B. still. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so the kick-off this week. So, I've mixed up my NFL viewing a little bit lately. And it's posed the question to me that whether red zone is a good or a bad thing for NFL. It's a mixed bag, isn't it? I, I guess because it's it's great for for us <laughs> who have to then go and talk about uh, the sixteen games that occur. I think as well. I am not. I don't have the attention span to watch a whole game, um, but I can see the um, the hardcore fans that don't like Red Zone because I think it. Um, I think it, I don't know if it cheapens the viewing experience. I don't know, but um, it's it's a it's an indictment of our modern world of just wanting touchdowns and big hits. Just, that's all they get. There's no subtlety. There's no um, you're not get, you're not seeing the beauty of the game in whole. You know, uh, you're not seeing a drive from the twenty yard line all the way through. So it is a uh, a highlight experience, uh, so a sort of uh, for the YouTube generation, I guess. But Mike, Mike uh, do you want to? Have you got an opinion, Mike? Because man, I love you. I love Red Zone, but I can also see why the traditional fans are not not. I can not be as big a fan as I am. See, I'm happy to like when I'm working late or I'm up early, or whatever, and I watch the games that are on, on singularly on their own. And the dog has just stolen my iPad. Um, I, I enjoy it, but I find myself wandering off into other things, like I'll sit and type letters that I've got to do or whatever at the same time. Whereas with Red Zone, I find I'm hooked. And it's a bit... I don't know whether it's because I wasn't brought up with American football, so Red Zone was my introduction and I went from there. Um, but I find it's much more immersive to watch Red Zone. You don't drift out into other things. You don't start talking about other stuff. If we sit as a group and watch it, we're watching Red Zone because it's action, action, action. So I think for uh, the generation 
or the generations outside of the States who have been introduced to the game more recently. I think it's a good thing. And I think for the game itself trying to spread, I think it's a great thing. Whether or not it detracts from the purity of the game, I am not yet in a position to decide. I guess as well, like the way people have got into the game has changed vastly because um, for us, you know, we didn't play football as a school. No, we played um, rugby, rugby, soccer, um, and um, we got into it via Madden. You know, on the Mega Drive and then on the PlayStation, and the you know, so for us, I guess Vincent is more Madden esque experience of watching foot- football and yeah. fantasy as well. Yeah. yeah, so I suppose I've probably watched football probably the longest. I think um, potentially me or you, John. But I've, I've probably watched it longer, but I've watch less games yeah so so I probably got into it more quickly um, and the one thing I've found is I think if it's my team I would probably wa- rather watch a 49ers game than um, than watch four hours of Red Zone um, and actually if it's a great game there's been some great games on Red Zone uh, on, on Sky lately um, where you go actually you know I think it was Panthers Saints was a great game for example Actually, you really see that story unfold properly, and I think Scott Hansen is superb at oh, yeah, explaining great. the story and how that game is progressing really well. But it's not the same, and you don't understand where that pass play has always come from if you don't see the, the, the three five yard runs that came before it, yeah. and you don't see the you don't see the value of that. Um, and I also question as to what it does to people's expectations of when they go to watch a game of NFL so obviously live audiences are dropping in the US is that because you can sit at home and watch four hours of non-stop action or you can go and pay a fair amount <laughs> I mean I, I, I spend a lot of time watching four hours of non-stop action but I, I, the thing is I don't actually think I don't think you attend- both went with that, didn't you? I don't think attendances have dropped that much. I, th- I think for most teams it's pretty steady. I think it's dropped because of the anomalies in Los Angeles. Who? Yeah, potentially, potentially. But, but if you could watch four hours of Red Zone or pay to go and watch, you know, four hours in the cold, yeah, in some stadiums, especially this time of year, some people will be doing that. And I just think, um, you know, and that's why I put it out there. I think it's, I think it's got value, but I think you can't. You can't have a true understanding of the game unless you watch full games sometimes. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, yeah, um, I, 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 one of our early Twitter um, uh, interactions with someone was I said, I was saying how much I love Scott Hansen because I love Scott Hansen. Um, and um, they were like, oh, no, no, Jeff Stelling's better. And I was trying to explain to them that yeah, Jeff Stelling is great, you know, for you know, a similar sort of show. But. Scott Hanson also has to know the complex rules that go into the game, you know, and he has to do a job of explaining that to people. And I think uh, he does a great job of that. But I think you know, you'd, you'd be much more aware of the rules if you watched full games rather than just red zone. I agree with you entirely. Uh, you also like it because he sits there with no trousers on. I like to assume he doesn't wear any trousers. He's coming to the UK soon. Apparently. With trousers. That I can't guarantee, but yeah, he put out he put out a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, so Sam Quick, 
we're going to ask you every week. Yeah. Um, so Sam, the uh, the invite is still there. We definitely will remove Mike from the uh, chair next well, no, week. Well, well we, we are we have a chair spare today again because Paul uh, Paul Finches is on his Christmas party. Yeah. So he's currently uh, somewhere in the Midlands. Uh, so yeah, but um, yeah, obviously, if they wanted to come together, that'd be a great show. But, well, um, yeah, Scott <laughs> and Sam, you are very welcome. We have spare microphones. So Until then, put up with us. So, right, well done, boys. I think um, that was pretty, um, pretty much a consensus that it's it's good. But you know, actually, it's, it's um, a different, also, it's a it's, different game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's both have value. So, um, so yeah, I'd say you've uh, returned that pretty well. So, um, yeah, there's time to uh, get onto the games. I think, John. Well, should we start with the Thursday night football? Um, another big night, big game on Thursday night football. Uh, Saints at the Falcons. Falcons win um, twenty to seventeen, despite Matt Ryan having quite a poor game. <laughs> really, um, another another quite poor game. Poor game. Yeah, fifteen for twenty uh, from twenty-seven, two hundred twenty-one yards, a touchdown, and three interceptions. Um. In all fairness, Breeze wasn't much better, was he? No. One touchdown, uh, one touchdown more, and, and, and two interceptions fewer. But still, the stats weren't great: two hundred seventy-one yards, twenty-six of thirty-five. It, it was a, a defensive game. It was two teams basically trying not to crack under the pressure yeah. of the other's offense. And in the end, the Falcons came out on top. I did not see that coming. I didn't see this coming. After it's a very, it was always going to be a really tight divisional game, and I. So obviously, most of us had the Saints down to win that division. I think, and um, I think maybe it just came down to who needed it more. In a, in a bit of a scrappy game, mm. you know, the Falcons, if they didn't win that game, they were out of the playoff picture. So I think a lot of it came down to that. I will counter that by saying I am hundred percent sure the Saints win that if Alvin Kamara isn't knocked out before half time. Yeah. Um, Kam- he, he had four total touches, one rush and three receptions for thirty seven yards. You can only imagine that with a full game behind him he gets a touchdown or more and he's pushing a hundred yards again. Um I don't think they particularly had an answer for him. Uh, and he was unlucky to get knocked out. It also destroyed any hopes I had in fantasy this yeah. week because he's been carrying me for weeks. But uh I think... He's really the only player on your team now. Uh, yeah, he literally is the only player <laughs> on my team. Now I've been knocked out of the playoffs, I have released everybody into the world of transactions. Yeah. Because Michael wasn't having a tantrum in any way at all. <laughs> there was no tantrum at all. I just, you know... I don't like the idea of a loser bowl. I don't need a bowl. It's not called the loser bowl. bowl. It's called the consolation bowl. It's the same thing. Consolation cup. Look. Consolation cup, my ass. You didn't even make it into the loser bowl. I didn't, no. <laughs> The supplementary bowl. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't need these things to prove I'm no good at it. That's fine. I just thought it'd be nice to release hey, my players. They've it, served me you're, badly. They you're well you're watching on with our American friend, so you're, and you finished ahead of him. Yeah. So. I yeah. sat and watched Red Zone, the aforementioned Red Zone, with Duncan this weekend, uh, and um, we just consoled each other. by. I imagine it was a lot of spooning. Yeah, we had a bit of a hug, uh, groomed each other's beards. And plenty of pork. And lots of pork. Lots of pork, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, in all seriousness, if Kamara plays that full game, I think the Falcons lose definitely. They they have they do struggle in this um, the games they lost at the start of the season uh, and this one were without Kamara, I guess. And they, the offense, the offense doesn't look as it's uh, easier. It's easier yeah. to stack the box when you know it's a run play because Ingram's on. 
when Kamara's on the field, you don't know what's coming. Yeah, you have no yeah. idea. It's the same with uh, David Johnson when he's fit for yeah. the Cardinals. People don't know what to do. Yeah, and Ingram at times. He's he's done well. He's done really well this season. But he has had the odd game where he has really struggled to churn the yards. Like you say, if he's got a stacked box, he's not the kind of player that gets outside. He needs a hole in that in that line, doesn't he? I think we all need a hole sometimes <laughs> with our stacked box. I do. <laughs> but <laughs> without your smut, Michael, um, you missed it last week. Though it was smut free last week. We, we tried there was one. We tried to do the whole podcast with no swear words. I think there was one swear word I picked up last week. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, and it was a mild one. I was yeah. fucking disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we thought we'd do it just just to see if it made any difference and whether it made it better or not. It probably did, but I'm back. <laughs> yeah. um, no, no touchdown for Julio again. No, um, no yards. Yeah, and this has been the story of the season: yardage, yardage, yardage. Sanu touchdown. It's just the story of the season. Um, but that makes that very interesting. Now that division really close. Um, it looked like the the Falcons were about to be left behind a little bit, um, but now they're what eight and five. The Panthers nine and four, and the Saints nine and four. Oh, God knows that. That's so the Falcons are the sixth seed in the NFC as it stands. Yep. Saints are the fourth seed. Panthers are the fifth seed. Falcons are the sixth seed. So it is tight as possible. Yeah. Yep. Um, here you go. Uh, the NFC South has the best win percentage in the NFL and a point differential of uh, 126, and that's six times more than the next closest, which is the NFC West, with a uh, point differential of 20. Yeah. Wow. Um, as well, Matt Ryan, three interceptions. First time it's happened in two games in a season since 2013. Um, and, uh, yeah, because yeah. he's been good since then. Yeah, he, he's not been great. He, well, he's, not been, he, he's had bad games he's this year. He's having bad patches this season. He's not been as good as he has been the last couple of years. The whole team hasn't been good, as good, has it? Freeman, if you look at Freeman's stats from oh, last oh, year versus sorry. this year, yeah. Like if you were had him in fantasy, if you put all your eggs in that one basket, <laughs> then well, you'd have had no chance. They certainly weren't in one basket. But when I telling that when I released him uh, for free, no one bothered to pick him up straight away. Oh no, he I, floated, I tried. He floated he's, around. He's, he's, he's uh, on the waivers. He's just he's just not uh, coming through. Right. It, it takes you're it wasting takes a your week. time. He's been pathetic. Well, um, he's better than Jermaine Curse, so <laughs> I'm going I'm going to try and pick him up. Um, but here you go. Devontae Freeman has scored six straight games against the Saints, uh, which is the l- longest current uh, streak by any player against one opponent, uh, tied with Eddie Lacy, who has six really? straight against the Bears. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, and he has. Since 2015, no one has scored more touchdowns than Devontae Freeman. Yeah, so he has but a yeah. superb lot year last that, year. I think that's saying more for the previous two years than this year. Yep. Should we move on? Yep. Um, let's, let's go to Seattle at Jacksonville because uh, uh, the newly crowned, the newly crowned uh, Times, Times Man of the Year, Person of the Year. John, of the we're, year. A, we're a modern podcast. I've, I mean, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, this person has changed the person. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Blake Balls. Pretty sure that he was a person of the year. Um, he had a good game. No picks. I think that's. Uh, he's, I think he's only thrown one pick in the last three games. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's two straight games. No picks. I think it might. It's either one in the last three or one in the last four. He's not actually throwing a lot of picks. No. Um, he's, he's doing two hundred sixty-eight yards, two touchdowns, and as well, Fournette, one hundred and one yards and a touchdown. Um, 
Fournette is 77 yards off a 1,000 for the year. You know, yep. great stats for the rookie. Seattle, um, se- uh, Wilson, 17 of 31, 271 yards, three touchdowns, but three picks. Yeah, I think that's and that's the difference there. You know, you he had. I saw. I saw at half time. He had the the lowest quarterback rating in the league this week at half time. Thirty nine something. No, it was a nineteen. Yeah. He had a nineteen, and he averages in his career or this season. I think it was ninety six. Is his passer rating? So he's obviously got one of the best passer ratings in the league. Well, this is what the Jags' air defense did to another well, team, another superb MVP level quarterback. Seattle don't have a rush offense either. I mean, they, they do. He's called Russell Wilson, and um, they were having they were having to. He was having to throw. Um, this is going to be the undoing of Russell Wilson in the long term because he is going to get injured properly at yep. some point. He was hobbled for parts of last season, start of this season, maybe. At some point, he's going to get crushed because he runs around too much. Um, I know he doesn't have a choice, and he's brilliant at it. Yeah, but, but sooner he, or later, that comes he's up. not quite as big as Cam is he either. For example, Cam is built like a running back, well, so he's built like a tank. Yeah, exactly. So Cam is going to last a bit longer doing these things. Wilson tries to run away a bit more than Cam tries to run through as well. Yeah, um, but you know, Richardson has looked good. I think. Um, didn't he get reject, ejected from the game, though, John? Well, there was a bit of a scrap late on, wasn't there, when the Jags went into a kneel-down formation, and uh, was it Bennett? I think Bennett, Bennett. charged her and slapped the centre, basically, and took him out of the knees. That could have been ugly. I'm surprised there hasn't been more made of it. Uh, I, I don't think, think there's been any penalties enforced because of it. I think he was helped by Jefferson losing his mind uh, in trying to climb into the Jacksonville yeah, crowd. Yeah, Cantona are a fan, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you you don't want to see fans throwing drinks uh, at the players because that's what was happening. It was, um, he was hit quite a few times. It's the Seahawks. I, I, as a 49ers fan, I am perfectly okay with that. But um, I think, I mean, I saw some of the throws of the drinks and I thought some were, of those players, were, were <laughs> the balls, some of them. Yeah. He would have missed. He would have definitely balls. missed some of them players. But I mean... You know, the thing is, you know, this really showed how good a team Jacksonville are. And this was, you know, one of those ding-dong games, as I like to call them. And it was very close in that second half because they were 10-0 up, the Jags, weren't they? And they managed to blow that lead mm. in about 45 seconds at the start of the second <laughs> yeah. half, yeah? And that's against the Seahawks. That's against one of those teams that have that aura about them. And the Jags managed to stand up against that. And they managed to win in the fourth quarter. I think that's a massive result, absolutely massive result for the Jags. Um, and you know, when, I think if and I know that depending on results, that division that they're in is still going to be very close. Um, you know, which one is it now? The AFC South. That's going to be really close with the Tetons. But they are a far superior team, which we'll no doubt come on to later in the in the program. But they are far superior in most assets of their team. The Jags are on pace to do something no one's done since 1970, and that's leading the NFL in scoring defence, total defence, passing defence, and sacks. The defence, we say we, we said it earlier in the season, defence wins championships, and they are. I mean, they've also got a you know Infonet and a Bortles who's on cue they so, have so here's the thing with Bortles right so I did listen to last week's slating of my opinion of Bortles <laughs> and I was happy with it I stand by the fact that he isn't good enough 
Uh, yeah. He has come back into some form. And I think if you look over the previous two years of fantasy, I drafted Balls twice because yep. I rated him. Yep. But and at the start of the season, you do if, say. You said if he's you put Russell Wilson on the Jags, they are everybody's favourite to win the Super Bowl. And that is the difference. That is what I'm getting at. He, If they don't get to the Super Bowl, he will be the reason. Because he is the weak link. doesn't matter how good he's played this week or last week, and he is playing well, he is the weak link. You put Russell Wilson or, I don't know, Drew Brees or Tom Brady or anybody on the Jags, and you're, that's their the favourite team. Andrew Luck. Geno Smith. Probably Andrew Luck. Geno Smith, maybe not so much. <laughs> we're we're going to get onto him later. Um, but I, I, that's, that's why I feel that way. He's the weak link for a team that should be going for the Super Bowl. And you still can't tell me you think they're going to win it. Because you're not convinced if it's a three-point game that he can drive them down the field in the last minute. No, not necessarily. But I'm I'm not also prepared to say they definitely won't win the Super Bowl. No, neither am I. No. D- look at the Ravens in 2000. Was it 2000 when they won it? They didn't have a good quarterback. Defense. Was it? Oh, and and the Bucks when they won it the year yeah. they won it, they yeah. didn't have a good quarterback. But the defenses were good. Exactly. So let's wait and see. Um, Seattle. Um, you know, they're still very much in the shake-up as well, aren't they? Um, so, important game for both teams. Um, it was close enough that neither of those teams is going to be dented too badly from it either. So, um, you know, great win for the Jags. And then the Seahawks are going to have to get back on it next week. Yep. Who have they got next week? I'm just looking... Cause I don't think it's an easy one. Um, oh, Rams. In Seattle, but still, the Rams. Um, so, if Seattle loses that, they... Will almost definitely not win the division. Yeah, uh, and uh, who have Jacksonville got? They are home against the Texans. So, uh, yeah, I quite fancy them for that one. Um, so, move on. Oh, yes. It's our first overtime game this week uh, Green who? Bay 27. Cool. Sorry? No, no, go on. I was just going to wonder which one of us is going to jump in with the big stat first from this one. But go on. No, go on. Uh, Cleveland Browns 21. At some point, I believe it was at 1820, uh, someone on this table texts the group to say, Brown's going to win this. And for a while, we all believed. <laughs> Look, Even earlier than that, somebody from our group uh, texted when the Browns were 10-0 up to say, oh, the Browns look good this week. No. So yeah, look, they I, did. I, I did. I think they were fourteen nil up, weren't they? The Browns. They were so yeah. they were fourteen nil up, and do you know what? We talked about it on the podcast last week, and I think I said that this is. I thought it would be a really close game, and this could be the one they win at home in the cold. And so I said it last week, and then they started brilliantly. So I thought, well, this is going to work out all right, isn't it? You know, Kaiser twenty from twenty eight, two hundred and fourteen yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. Two, two, in, two interceptions, though. And that second interception, oh. what was he doing? Uh, that was a man who thinks he's better than he is. So he saw himself as Aaron Rodgers. And uh, really, he was like the now version of Buck Rodgers. He's like 95 years old. And he just threw the ball up in the air and it dropped in a, a terrible arc straight into the arms of the defence. It was, it was schoolboy. You just take the hit. You're going yeah. to get hit anyway. He was he was getting ploughed into about the ground. Headache. He's worried about his headache. I just I just thought that was just craziness, and um, you know, but some really great things. Josh Gordon, how yeah. good does he look? Disappeared a bit in the second half. I don't think that's his fault. I, I think, think it uh, might be that teams realise we really do have to double cover him. Yeah. he's as good as he was in 2013. Because that catch in the end zone, oh. it was fingertips, wasn't it? The ball was going away from him. 
you know, he was the only player that could have made that on that. I've been like, writing an article for the last two days about how if you get a quarterback in the Browns who's half decent, then actually the rest of the offense is quite good because the running backs are average or better, and you've got one of the best five receivers in the league. Look, yeah, and Corey Coleman's actually quite good. Yeah. Um, so no, no Kenny Britt. No Kenny Britt. David and Count Dooku. Count Dooku. He, he's, he's a decent tight end. So the offense is, you know. Seth DeVal isn't. Duke know, Johnson. That's what I mean. Duke Johnson. Seth DeVal had the Crowell. best catch this weekend was from Seth DeVal. Um, sort of uh, fingertips on the floor. It was brilliant. Oh, yes. I did see that. It was yeah. good. I mean, so the offense is actually just lacking a quarterback. Yeah. Um, Who they're about to take. Are they, yeah. going to take are they going to take the Heisman Trophy with them or not? Well, they've got first pick, and they've but said first round is going to—they're going to pick a quarterback. Yeah, they've got two picks in the first round, yeah. but but yeah. does, that doesn't always mean the Heisman goes no. first, does it? No, it doesn't. So the Heisman was Baker Mayfield. That's right. Yeah, with the old crotch grab. Yeah, I mean, he—I've watched some of the college games. He looks—he looks good most of the time, and then occasionally he just does something really dumb, really Manziel-esque, and you just think, don't. Don't be like oh, that. that. Seems his a footwork, perfect fit for his Brown. footwork, and his ability to like read the blitz and stuff is much better than Johnny Manziel. But it's the little after actions, like the he swore at a load of fans. He stood there, flipped them off, and he just think, oh, it's not going to work in the pros. So okay, there's him. There's Josh Rosen, who looks the most complete. Sam Darnold, who is. Drop, with the most potential drop right off the radar this year yeah he has but the team around him isn't as good as some of the others uh, and Lamar Jackson who is the new Michael Vick Ooh. oh I like, he's I good like. he's good and th- there's I some others as well he's a rushing quarterback not because he also likes to fight dogs <laughs> yeah he does he slaps their <laughs> bitches <laughs> um, but so I think it'll be one of those four uh, but I don't know which one and I don't think you can trust the Browns evaluation process that's what concerns me no new so, GM in place yeah. So, um, yeah. Ex, so, ex um, Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, he, he did a good he, job at the Chiefs. Well, he was the guy who traded for Alex Smith. So the big talk has been Alex Smith to the Browns. Well, he's contract year. So um, it's. I will give you. I will give you two other names. I will give you Tyrod Taylor to the Browns because the Bills don't want him, and yeah. he's good enough to lead that team. Yeah. And I will give you Sam Bradford to the Browns. Because he is going to be there with Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater next year. And one of them three is going. It's not going to be Bridgewater. And if Keenum gets a win in the playoffs, surely they're not going to kick him out. Does Kaepernick ever come back into the league, though? Because, again, that could be a landing spot for Cap, surely. I think if he does, I don't think he'd want to go there. He might not want to go there. Um, If it's the Browns or nothing. If you get offered Brown or nothing, what do you go for? It depends who's offering (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean to be honest, You make me smutty Hugh When Jackson. you're back Don't you It's Hugh Jackson Offering you brown and See that's the bigger concern Is that Hugh Jackson's Been guaranteed his job For next year yeah. He's got one win In two seasons I've seen no progress Why are you guaranteeing This man his job it, I think they're Basically they've made Brown uh, Sassy Brown Is it The GM The GM They're the full guy no, Yeah no. They have But Hugh Jackson's Done nothing to earn Another year it's not like, like I said, if they won two games last year and five this year, you'd say, that's progress, I'll stick with that. No, they won one last year and none this year. That's not progress, no. that's stagnation or drowning. No, it's not. It's, it's so, <laughs> I don't, I understand it's not all down to him, but I've seen nothing to think that, at no point at the weekend did I expect them to win that game. No. no. I, I just don't think they've got it in them. 
Um, and if they win one game this year, that's not progress. That's the same. So yeah, yeah, this new guy's come in, and um, uh, he's, the first thing he did was get rid of Brit because I don't f- uh, think Hugh Jackson like ever wanted him. Apparently, he was like spent most of the time training, dancing around, yeah. and just getting in the way. Um, the reason they picked up Kenny Britt is because it looked good. It looked like they were yeah. making a big grab for a player. Now, yeah. didn't he replace Terrell Pryor? Everyone yeah, he yeah, went to the to skins, yeah. And they've both been as good as each other this year. Yeah. But yeah, he had 1,002 yards for the Rams last year. He was the first Rams 1,000-yard receiver for like nine years or something. Yep. So it looked like a good signing on paper. But he'd done nothing else in his <laughs> career up to that point. And he's gone reverted back to form. I don't... I cannot see what Hugh Jackson has done to be guaranteed his job no. I just don't get it and I think if you're building for the future you're going to draft another quarterback why would you not start from the very top with a new coach so say to somebody say to somebody who's proven and there are a few out there say what do you want we will give you whatever you want you can have control of anything you like pick the players you want but we need you to sign up for three years and by the end of that third year we want to be a 500 franchise yep um, but they're the Browns. So let's move on to the so Packers. So the Packers. Let's talk about the Packers because Hundley, you know, that's the best game he's had so far. Thirty-five from forty-six for two hundred and sixty-five yards. So still quite short yardage passes on the whole, but three touchdowns, no picks, an overtime win. Um, Devonte Adams with um, two touchdowns for yeah. eighty-four yards seems to be Hundley's favourite target. Jordy Nelson still doing nothing. Yeah, um, very, very frustrating. Um, You're still all avoiding the key stat that we were given about this game, which is that Brett Hundley now has more overtime wins than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers is one and seven in overtime. Yeah, Hundley, uh, Hundley has two, two. wins. Yeah, two. Yeah, uh, which is you know it's like one of those crazy you can prove anything with stats. But it made me laugh when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Rodgers obviously is due to be back next week, so he was out on the pitch, wasn't he, before the start of the game, yeah. um, doing his. Um, Spinning the football with Jordy Nelson as he does in the end zone at the yeah. start of every game, um, and the Packers are seven and six, as are the Lions, as are the Cowboys. Um, so they are only now one game back from the Falcons. So they are, you know, they're playing for a wild card, wild card slot, but they have the they are now very much in the hunt. Slightly, the biggest thing for Green Bay was not that Hundley led them to a win, but that the Lions lose. Because yeah. that keeps them absolutely nailed on in that hunt. So, you know, it, it Lions won, didn't they? According Lions to John's won. piece of paper. I thought they lost. Big Tampa. 24 yeah. versus 21. Oh, apologies. I thought they lost. Yep, Tampa. Yep. So the Lions won. So we'll move on oh, to that. Okay. Here's the next game. Um, so so Stafford got intercepted twice, um, but oh, still yeah, managed right to... Yeah. Right at the end. I stopped watching <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I apologise. Um, so yeah, so Stafford two interceptions, um, still free for a touchdown. Thirty-six from forty-four, you know, three hundred eighty-one yards. He threw the ball a lot, um, and Theo Riddick finally turned up with a couple of touchdowns. Oh, two but touchdowns, but twenty-nine yards. yards. Yeah, they really do not have um, you know any sort of um, run game at all. Um, they have got a great set of wide receivers, but I'm not sure they're mixing it up enough. Golden Tate, eight out of uh, nine. Uh, receptions on his targets 85 yards and a touchdown but Golladay I think they need to get him involved much much more they yeah, also have um, Jones as well who did alright yep. Jones comes in fits and starts he'll have three touchdowns over a couple of games and then disappear for a couple of games um, I think I think they've got enough 
in the passing game for it not to be an issue. I mean, Stafford was the leading yardage scorer of the weekend. Yeah. If it hadn't been for them interceptions, I might have done better in fantasy because there was another player who really bummed out for me. <laughs> what can you do? Um, that's why I stopped watching and thought they lost. Uh, but I thought, again, proof that they have no running game, which yep. has got to be a concern and must be something they address. Um, and Stafford's getting more and more beaten up every week yeah. because he's holding on to that ball and waiting for the receivers because they haven't got a running game. So sooner or later, he's going to be in a position similar to what the Eagles now find themselves in, in that he's going to get hit, like we said with Wilson, and he's not going to get back up. You can't keep absorbing these hits all the time. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried for the Lions now. So I had the Lions, I believe, as my pick, um, as six one seed. of six seed. And now I look at it and go right. The level of the Packers with Rogers coming back. So that means, you know, that you know, Jordy Nelson will actually get the ball. The Cowboys have got Zeke back in a week or. So he's he's this week fifteen, 15 this week, is yeah. is final suspension. Yeah. yeah. So he's got one more week and then Zeke's back. Well, the Lions are level with the Cowboys. So after this week, the Cowboys are definitely a better team. Um, they're behind the Falcons, they're behind the Panthers, and they're behind the Seahawks. So it's a Lions team going backwards a little bit. So that's a bit of a worry, I think. The Bucks, obviously, they're just a terrible team. Um, you know, Doug Martin. Um, I left him out for uh, Giovanni Bernard that I picked up at the last minute um, this weekend, um, which turned to be a, a little little chink of um, you know fantasy genius because. You know, it didn't look great at the start of the game because yeah. Martin ran in quite early for a touchdown and got straight to nine points. Um, then he started to start just fumbling the ball everywhere. Yeah. So he got benched and uh, Bernard went on to get 13 points. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was that was good. You know, important win, especially for myself this week. So In my mad scramble to replace uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Winston was the latest person I attempted. And, God, he's frustrating. I mean... To, if I was a Tampa fan, um, I just don't know. But for, as for fantasy, he, he he just he throws too many picks. He fumbles, but he also he got two hundred eighty-five yards. He got two touchdowns. Um, but God, yeah, he gives me the heebie-jeebies as a fantasy owner. Um, and this week, um, heebie-jeebies. Well, you know. You'd never have considered picking up Ryan Fitzpatrick, would you? No. But why? Because they are virtually identical yeah. over this season. Yeah. And that is a problem for Jameis Winston. That is it. That is. But, um, yeah. The, Howard the, looks good, though, at tight end, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. Oh, Howard? Yeah, he does. I think he's been underused this year, to be honest. But then Cameron Bray is so good. Yeah. But I think next year that's a really good duo at tight end. And I think you'll see a lot of use out of them. Um, I think if they cannot involve... Deshaun Jackson regularly he will go and then Howard gets more targets because I think Deshaun Jackson is frustrated that he's not getting I think he envisaged half a dozen hundred yard games this season and it's not close I think Mike Evans looks a bit frustrated as well being one of the the top three wide receivers or five wide receivers in the league and having to play with two bang average quarterbacks yeah you know, he's, he's a quite a competitive guy by the by looks of everything. How many multiple interception games has Winston had since he joined the NFL? Uh, so, since well, two and a half years, uh, I would say he's had 20. No. 15. Damn. 11. Oh. But, I mean, it's much worse than that. How many games has he played, though? Like 30 well, odd? Think, think about 38. it. 38. 
well, he's missed a few games through injury. I think yeah. probably each season. So about about yeah, fourteen twenty eight. A quarter of the games he's played, or a third of the so games he's, he's played. He's only played. He's only probably played around thirty six or something games. Yeah, so a third of the games he plays, he throws multiple picks. So um, in that time span, only two players have thrown more. Had more inter- multiple interception games. Can you guess who? Bit of a quiz for you here. Matt Ryan. Nope. Bortles. Yep. Uh, Jay Cutler. Flacco. But they both have twelve, so it's only one more. Um, but yeah, there you go. Little little. Like You've had a lot of time on your hands, haven't you? I have. Uh, I have. But hey, um, you know that's. I think that's enough on sure, the Bucks. Yeah. Let's move on to. The Oakland Raiders, Kansas City Chiefs. I forgot to write down on here who scored for uh, for Kansas, but um, you did. Never mind. We'll, we'll find, it. We'll find um, it. Before you dive into that, though, I did want to give you one more reason why I don't think Hugh Jackson should be in charge of the Browns anymore. Sorry. First team ever to start consecutive seasons zero and thirteen. Yeah, uh, that was the one thing I wanted to slide in there. Yeah, back to Oakland, the terrible, terrible Raiders. Uh, who have been one of, oh, the second half of the season at least are one of the biggest disappointments out there with the Bucks uh, against the Chiefs who come good and yeah. if Paul was here he'd be saying the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl no he's given up that's why they've got good <laughs> <laughs> he'll be back on it if they win again next week he'll be back on it no he's not even mentioned it since so uh, uh, well the Raiders just out didn't they it was it was at least 19-0 wasn't it I'm not sure if, you know but it was just crazy um, yeah and you know what do you do with with that? You know it's just it's just absolutely mental. Um, the Raiders have got no defense. You know yeah. they've got Navarro Bowman and Mac, and that's about it. And even Bowman looked awful. Yeah, he wasn't good. Yeah, <coughs> I think the first touchdown was on him, wasn't it? Yeah, he gave yeah. away a lot of penalties as well. Uh, I think I think there's so much talent. And they are not being utilised properly. I don't know enough about it to tell you they should be playing this coverage or doing that. I don't know. But I cannot believe that that group of players can be as bad as they look. It just doesn't pass the eyeball test. There's no... You can't say, yeah, yeah, they're just being outplayed. They're not. There's something wrong with how they're being sent on the field. I don't know if it's... I'm guessing it must be um, defensively and offensively just poor coaching. Because they look, whenever they've lost this year, they've just looked completely um, out for by the other team. And uh, Kansas went ahead and sort of some garbage time uh, uh, touchdowns made this look competitive when it was anything but. They're, they're, like, like we've touched on before, they're only in the hunt because the AFC is just just so poor you know we talked about the NFC a minute ago now you look at it right so the Tetons are in a wild card spot they're at 8 and 5 that's respectable yeah that matches the Falcons yeah then after that everybody else that's in the hunt is at 7 and 6 or 6 and 7 the Bills 7 and 6 the Ravens are 7 and 6 um Apparently, according to John, the Jaguars are at seven and four. I'm not quite sure where he got that from. Yeah, um, that they are at uh, nine and the four. The Chargers are at seven and six. So, you know, you look down the list, and the Raiders are only one game back from the pack in the AFC in the wild card hunt. Um, they're only one game back in their division. But if you read those teams out again, pick one that you think the Raiders would. Beat. And, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying the Raiders will qualify. All I'm saying is they have. They will still believe they have a chance, yeah, despite absolutely. the fact they're a terrible team. You know. Lynch, Lynch got through for one long run, didn't he, to go through near the end. 
you know, 61 yards and a touchdown he had, didn't he? Listen to this stat. 24 catches or, you know, pa- you know passes caught out of 41 attempts. Maybe when you got to 30, you just go, this isn't really working, is it? You know, that's that's pretty terrible completion rate. What's that, about 45%? No, it's about 55%. That's, that's, yeah. that's pretty terrible. It's not great. 211 yards. Carr hasn't looked fantastic this season. He's had He's regressed. This year, yeah, uh, I don't know what it wise. is about. Just like I say, defensively they look badly coached. Offensively, they're missing Cooper. Like Amari Cooper being bad this season has let them down. All their offensive plans hinged around the other team will put two players on Amari Cooper. Yeah, and now Crabtree's not doing much because players aren't bothering to mark Cooper. They're marking Crabtree. So yeah. I mean, I think it's Lynch probably hasn't done what they'd hoped. He's been good he's been in right. games, he's right. but he's is, not going to carry a team. He, he looked like he could, you know, make a you know, bit of inroad this 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 week, but never gave him the ball. Seven carries, seven carries. Yeah, which is more to Gary's point of why were you throwing the ball forty-one times? It's yeah. because they were behind, but even so, it wasn't working for you. Well, they were behind so early; they didn't need to rush to try and get those points back. Um, and John, yeah, so um, and this was a. a, a, a Kansas team missing their star secondary, you know. Uh, Peters was not playing this week. Yeah, suspended by the yeah. team, not the league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so John, the players that scored were uh, Kareem Hunt, who had a, a good game. 25 attempts for 116 yards and a touchdown. Um, and West went in for a touchdown as well, ran in um, from, from yeah. close. Um, so they didn't actually get any receiving touchdowns. That's why we put no. nothing down. I think it was a defensive uh, interception. since Hunt last had 100 yards? Week five? No, no. I'm going to go with eight. Uh, no. It's uh, a failure to reach 100 yards in the last five games after seven consecutive 100-plus yards. Uh, and he hadn't had a touchdown since week three. three. yeah. So they need him to be this good every week. Um, I still don't think it's all on Alex Smith that they've been going backwards, but they need Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill to both be at the peak of what they can do if they're going to progress. I still think the Chargers will pip them because I just I don't I don't believe in the Chiefs anymore. Uh I in that division the Chargers are like they they they're really looking great at the moment and yeah, I think uh, the Oakland are only in it due to a poor <laughs> the, rest of the, the league. The Chiefs and the Chargers play this coming week, don't they? Yeah. Um, and that will decide. Yeah. But the Chargers finish out against the Jets and the Raiders, which is arguably harder than the Chiefs, who finish with the Dolphins and the Broncos. So, yeah. Uh, well, the two teams of, uh, well, we'll get into that. Yeah, I think they're pretty close. The only thing I would just say about Lynch um, is I think he might be more important for the Raiders than we think. So, five touchdowns in the last five games. Yep. And also, um, he is playing quite a big leadership role within that team. So that might not be showing very much, but it makes me think of how bad they would be without Marshall Lynch. Yeah, it's one of those absolutely. things, they might not be good, and Marshall Lynch might not be ripping up the league, but without him, I think they might be bloody terrible. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I, I agree with you as well. I just think he can't carry a poor team. Like some like Fournette early in the season was carrying a poor team, and now they've got better. But <laughs> I think the defense might have had a little bit to do with it as well. Uh, defense, offensively, though, he was yeah, offensively, offensively, definitely, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I agree. Um, but oh, let's move on because uh, we can talk about how crap. Uh, we can talk about how crap the Raiders are. We should ask Perry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's they're nearly as that crap as he is at fantasy. Yeah, as I said, this must be the most disappointing thing that's happened to him all weekend. <laughs> Uh, Imagine if you finished second in your division and you still didn't make the playoffs because you didn't score enough points. That'd be good. Good. I'd have been delighted. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is, I was really worried because at one point, it, you know, uh, due to some chicanery, I um, didn't have. I only played ten players this week. I so. Um, We'll get into who miss missing, but yeah, one of my running backs was missing, um, uh, and uh, I was like, if I lose, I did have this horrible feeling that Steve, if Steve wins, he could leapfrog me. And but luckily, it didn't happen. So uh, enjoy the loser ball, Steve. Um, so let's move on. Vikings twenty four, Panthers thirty one, and was it an eight game winning streak the Vikings were on coming into this? Yeah. Wow. Again, I did not see this coming. No. Panthers did very well. I wasn't as surprised. Were you not? No. I just I, I just think when it comes to crunch time, that is when Cam tends to play a bit better. And I know he only threw for one interception, uh, one interception and one touchdown. Um, but he also had a ridiculous rush, didn't he? When he just went ploughing down the middle of the field, um, and he just seems two yards on that one alone. Yeah, I think he just seems to know how to win these important games. Um, in in Stewart, Jonathan Stewart, where did he come from? Well, that was Jonathan Stewart's first hat trick touchdown of his ten-year career. Yeah, he had never done it before. He was uh, and how I many how many hundred-yard games has he had this season? Not many. One other, if that. Oh, he started the season well, didn't he? The first two to three weeks, because we were surprised. Yeah. And I think I called it out at the start of the season. I said, where's this Jonathan Stewart come from? Because normally he's a bit terrible. He's playing like the Jonathan Stewart that uh, finished the season when they reached the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Which yeah. is ominous. Yeah. Uh, but And then Funches looks like a great option since they got rid of Benjamin. Yeah. So I think they kept the better of the two players. Um, which well, the thing, I, I think it's focused, the offence, having just one big target for them um, I think he's is it five straight games of five or more catches and uh, you know he's doing really well uh, so for me the Panthers defence was the key here right yep. because they stopped the Vikings from playing offensively yeah. as they have done so Keenum had been sacked nine times in his previous 369 yeah. dropbacks uh, how many times was he sacked this six weekend? six times and there was nothing they could do to to stop it. They just could not prevent the defensive players from the Panthers getting through. That is what teams will now do against the Vikings. They will say, right, when he's under pressure, Keenum isn't the player we've seen the last few weeks, which we probably knew anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But it's given teams a clue of how to play against the Vikings now. Well, I, um, I was shouting for Teddy. I think on our on our WhatsApp group after the second interception, I felt him because I didn't feel the interceptions were really on Keenum. One of them, he threw it into the guy's hands, and he managed yeah. to give it straight to the straight to the opposition. And one so, of them, Diggs managed to bounce it off his own helmet. So there were um, there was those things, but I thought in a big game like this, potentially it was worth Teddy. You know, I don't know. Keenum's obviously been playing; he's been playing well. I'd have just brought Teddy in. I, I, that's just me. 
you know, I'm just not very sympathetic, empathetic. <laughs> um, you know, I'd have just, I, I thought it was time for Teddy. That was just my thoughts. Feeling though, still looks great, doesn't he? Yeah, um, really poor first half, but second half, it was the feeling we've seen this season. Yeah. Should have had two touchdowns yeah, he, he in the same drive. Easily. Which, yeah. when you look at the score, that is the difference. He has been phenomenal this year for them, but he had two attempts at catching that ball in the end zone. And Keenan placed the ball perfectly twice, and Thielen didn't come up with it. So, I, I think if you're going to point fingers, pointing them at Keenan this week is just it's not it's not on. There was nothing. Bridgewater would have just come in and got sacked as well. He's not going to be scrambling around on his freshly rebuilt leg. Um, so, I, I I thought it was a poor show from uh, the Vikings. O-line and yeah. I thought it was an unfortunate show from Thielen I didn't not once did I question what Keenan was doing because the interceptions were unfortunate as opposed to stupid like the Kaiser one yeah um, um, and I know you've put on here John four bath has he got the yips I don't know I don't know. You can read lines of stats. He's not done as well as he was doing at the start yeah. of the season. And he's he has still got, missed. He's got three out of four. Yeah. But it's just because I think he's missed five out of four games now. Yeah, so. he's, he's missed for the last four weeks. He's but, missed. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it, it's just uh, something I put. Um, I, yeah. I, had, I had a line to fill. It's I think worth thinking because Mike Zimmer did bin off Blair Walsh as soon as he started to have problems. Blair Walsh, who uh, missed again at the weekend mm. for the Seahawks. That we didn't, yes, we did. didn't mention that earlier, but he is not... Having the greatest of seasons, even it does no. seem to be that kicking is harder this year. We talked about it a lot more than we would have done yeah. in the past. I don't know why. Even well, even the extra point is harder, and they've hardly moved it back. But it all seems to be harder. You know, there was some difficult conditions in certain places yeah. out there this week, um, and you do find that. I, I just know I do, there was a few attempts. At, you know, we'll come on to them in the next game. But I think um, you know, in the 49ers game, there was the first two scores were both uh, kicks from over fifty yards. Yeah. You know, these kickers are being asked to kick the ball 55 yards quite regularly now. That's your job, get on with it. 55 yards is a long way. Yeah, it is. But it's also I've, never seen, I've never seen you do a goal kick I that's gone 55 yards. Five, yards. <laughs> five <laughs> yards would have been a relief. I just think it might be because there's so many kickers out there unemployed now that the employed ones are under more pressure. Yeah. I think they are, they are looking at all the time. But, yeah, but it's, it seems to be the same names coming in and out, in and out. And you do think sometimes, maybe it's because the new ones coming in, like Aguayo and uh, Ku, have not had particularly good records, that they are worried about bringing in new talent. But it seems to be, well, he's just, you know, like when you have Walsh, who's been let go from Minnesota, you bring him in and then you think, oh, he's missing field goals. Duh, that's why he got let go from Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so well, there's going to have to be something changed soon because, you know, we've touched on it. Vinatieri's about 50. Um, Gould's Dawson. 42. Uh, Dawson, sorry, 42. Yeah, so there's there's some old kickers out there. They they need to go and retire, you know. Greg Zerline must be pretty old as well. Greg the leg. 36. So, I know they don't have to do very much, but, you know. you know. You're making me feel old now. I've t- turned 34 today. And we've just described Greg Zerline as being old. Well, look, I'm the youngest person in the room. So I'm the oldest. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. you're, you're lucky fourth and inches isn't here, though. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, the youngest. We're all lucky. Um. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota this week host Bengals. So you'd fancy them for that. Uh, and finish it off with uh, a trip to Green Bay. Um, and then, where are they? Finally, hosting the Bears. So some winnable games there. Two out of three. But, they've, um, they've, they've pretty much won that division anyway, haven't yeah. they? So, 
Uh, should, should we move on to uh, oh, yes. 49ers, 26, Texans, 16. So, I haven't written it down there, but Savage, 6 for 12 for um, 63 yards. See, I'm waiting for Mike. I'm waiting for Mike. Come on, Mike. Bring that's, it out. That's you, not you the uh, story. Like to have the concussion discussion. I think we need to have the concussion discussion. I think we do. Do you need some percussion to introduce you to the... <laughs> we do. Uh, I looked it up, right? The response from being hit and ploughed into the floor from Tom Savage is called fencing. It's where your arms go stiff as if you're fencing. So it's called fencing. Uh, we all saw it. Everyone and chat group was like, Jesus, look at him. He's shaking on the floor. Three minutes later, he was back in the game and threw two passes before he was then quietly escorted back out of the game again. Yep. There was a massive failing in the concussion yeah. protocol. I am not a fan of players being forced to lead the game. We've had this discussion several times about what's a good hit and a bad hit and is there too much violence. No one thought he should be back on the field. That looked no. horrendous. I was thinking spinal injury. Like When you're shaking like that, that's, that's a reaction to your body saying, I'm fucked. And I don't know how else you put that. How on earth was he ever back in the game? No, and whether he was spitting blood or not spitting blood, whatever, it's, you only need to look at that replay, which they have the opportunity yeah. to do in the, you know, upstairs in the stands. Someone could easily have radioed down. Look, I don't care what the doctors say. That bloke should no, not be anywhere near a football field. And that was before he got a concussion. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, Although I didn't realise quite how tubby he is. He's quite tubby as well, isn't he? Um, we're not just going to have a go at you, uh, you, you Savage. You can tell him that. <laughs> Gary says you're tubby. <laughs> Not only have you got a severe concussion, but you're fat. <laughs> yeah, but he's just he's just thrown a, a shoe at Gary, but missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, look, you know, it definitely should have happened. He also, like, they're supposed to take their helmets off, aren't they, if they're in concussion protocol? They did. He didn't and have then, a helmet, and then it was back. No, but then he tried to come back on a second time, yeah. and somebody had to pull him away. Yeah, he yeah, still had his helmet. He got pulled off by a big man, I saw it. Yeah. It was a great film. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the most important thing... I saw a thing. great tweet this week. Um, someone put out that... Um, uh, the, NF- the NFL concussion protocol would allow JFK to return to the parade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but if you don't, if you f- if you follow, um, if, if you're interested, there's a really great uh, person to follow on Twitter, Chris Nowitzki, uh, who um, was a college player and he used to be in the WWE. Um, but he's the guy that got the samples for the, uh, the concussion. Yes, I do know who you mean. Yes, and he, he had some. Uh, quite forthright opinion about the Savage uh, yep. concussion discussion so uh, but yeah he Savage before he left he sucked yeah. TJ Yates came in uh, 14 for 26 175 yards two touchdowns um, basically he threw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins who all night long happened. yeah um, I told you he'd still play well all season didn't I apart, um, from, apart from Osweiler Hopkins is quarterback proof Oh. Just no matter who he's playing with, he can make stuff happen. He's, he is so good. Um, but when you're playing against Jimmy G, who is undefeated as a starter in yeah. his uh, what now six games, I think it might be. Uh, he had two and a bit games, so he had three starts for the Patriots and two for the two Niners. Games, four games. So yeah, so so you know, still undefeated. Um, as many touchdowns as picks. <laughs> Yeah, but he's not he's not really been trying to throw touchdowns, has he? And that's you know, we have got strength at running back at the Niners. Nope. Fourteen no. yard fourteen rushes for seventy eight yards and a touchdown from Hyde. Yep. 
Um, the drop-off between Yates and Savage is not what you might think. Most people won't remember TJ Yates, but he bounced around the league with the Texans a couple of times. He's been over to a couple of other teams to fill in. Um, I think he played at the Dolphins and the Bills. And, uh, so he's completed 146 passes in the NFL, uh, 57.7%. Uh, eight touchdowns to eight interceptions. That's a bit similar percentage yeah. to Savage, isn't Savage, it? Savage, 181. 57.7. Uh, five touchdowns to seven interceptions. So actually, in terms of scoring, Yates is doing a better job. Uh, they've both passed for near enough 2,000 yards in their starts. And uh, Yates has a higher passer rating. Savage is 72.5. And uh, Yates was 75.7. So... I'm kind of surprised Savage has lasted this long in the starting role anyway I won't be thinking you'll see him back before the end of the season I think if Yates has a half decent game next week unfortunately that's against the Jags yeah but all he's got to do is not throw interceptions so just protect the ball because they're going to lose anyway regardless of which quarterback starts and then why would you not give him the last game of the season and see whether he should be there with you next year backing up Deshaun Watson yeah uh, so yeah, this they play Jags um, uh, in Jacksonville uh, this week. They then host the Steelers and finish off against uh, the Colts in Indianapolis. So uh, yeah, give Yates those three games because God, you can't get much worse. Um, Would you like this week's fuck off moment? On. Garage just showed me a tweet that says the Pats are signing Kenny fucking Britt. Honestly, honestly, um, Jim's just put it onto our group, and I've just looked it up to see if it's true. Um, and the Bleacher Report um, will give them some credit. Why not? Um, they came up first on my uh, on my uh, Google search. Kenny Britt reportedly nearing Patriots contract are being waived. Apparently, a two-year deal with the Patriots. Now this sounds very. How similar. do you have any salary cap left? You just say, look, guys, we're going to pay Brady loads of money. You will get a ring, but we're not going to pay you fuck Brady, all. Brady's only the 15th highest paid quarterback in the league because he keeps restructuring his deal because he's going to play forever. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like last year when we signed Michael Floyd after he got kicked off the Vikings for... Uh, no, not the Vikings. Uh, whoever it was who was yeah, playing yeah. with the Cardinals for whatever he did. I don't know, urinating on a police officer or something. I, I can't remember what he did. I can't remember what he did. But... It's a bit like that. They, they just sign players, experienced players, for depth and then hope they don't need them. I mean, we've had Dorsett all season and you've barely seen him play. Do you know how much his, his contract was with the Browns? $18 million. $32.5 million. Four years, wasn't with it? With $17 million guaranteed. Oh, okay, $17 million guaranteed. Christ almighty. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for half a season. Anyway, um, but yeah, look, 49ers... Uh, Hugh Jackson didn't want him. I know, I know, but apparently, so Bill, apparently Bill Belichick does. Um, but yeah, look, you know, our first back-to-back wins, yeah, the mighty Niners, yeah, since 2014, yeah, and we've won three out of the last four now. So, um, I'm... When I'm, was the last time you won on the road? Oh, that must be at least two years. It's got to be at least two years. Yeah. Um, but it's just exciting times, I think, for the Niners. I, I really do think next year... The team is going to be exciting. Um, the the way he's passing the ball, he's been he's been with that offense for a, a, like a month. Yeah. Um, and you know he hasn't got his best receiver there. He hasn't got Garson. If we can draft another wide receiver, then Garson and Goodwin. That's two. That's a genuinely one-two combination. Jimmy G, you've got to keep Hyde. Now we had this conversation about whether or not he's ever fit enough to be a number one running back. But if you've got both of these guys, Hyde and Breda. 
that's a that's a proper offense. Those five players yeah. we've just named. Uh, you you need better O line. Who, who's the um, young running back um, in college? Oh, um, no. I, can't, I don't know which one. The new one's coming. There's a, there's another running back that's having a superb year in college football. And Jim Jim um, came up with quite a decent idea: was that we should trade away Hyde and try and use that to get in a great wide receiver. Um, and then with our first round draft pick, um, go ahead and uh, take this college running back star. I can't remember his name. That's annoying I, me now. I don't, know. I don't remember. Um, we would happily trade you Kenny Britt <laughs> or Dorset or Philip Dorset or both for a bag of Maltesers and some chewing gum I think the chewing gum is slightly oh different. Saquon Barkley that's ah, the one Saquon Barkley. so if we, if we took Barkley who you know I don't know any, any other people called Saquon no wonder I couldn't think of the name yeah. um <laughs> So, um, isn't your uncle called Saquon? Oh yeah, of course he is. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about him. Uh, hello, Uncle Saquon, um, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, but um, yeah, so if we took him, um, traded Hyde, then that could work. So then you'd have yeah. a young Brader and Barkley. That would be a great one-two running back combo, and that might allow us both. Well, we don't need the cap space, but. It would allow us the opportunity potentially to trade for a, a wide receiver. If you want to get cap space, you give a use check. <laughs> he gets paid the weapon. weapon. Yeah, he gets paid four million to I don't know, Actually, do um, nothing each week. But if you start well, on this point, uh, Jim's been writing some really great articles for the website uh, on what what's next, what's next for certain teams and starting at the bottom. So he's done the Browns, he's done Giants, Bears, Bears Bucks. Bucks. I've seen I've seen more than they might be up because I've, they've been sent to me. Yeah. And I haven't necessarily posted them up yet. He's doing the Colts at the moment. Um, because that's another team rebuilding. And then I've asked him to do a couple of teams that are doing all right as well, the Jags yeah. and the Ravens, because I want to know they're two teams tied to quarterbacks we don't necessarily think are going all the way. Yeah. Uh, so I want to know what he thinks is next there as well. Um, for fantasy owners, uh, if Goodwin's available in the waivers, pick, pick him up because he's getting... He is available. He is available <laughs> in our one. I have uh, made him available in our one. But, um, yeah, he's getting quite a few games straight with 100... Yeah. Uh, yards he's there or thereabouts I think he was 99 last week but yeah he's there without bout and Selleck t- t- uh, scored a touchdown uh, he was the yards, I think he was the third highest scoring tight end this week yeah. so he is more of a blocking tight end um, but Kittle is kind of uh, stretching the field a little bit yeah. and that's obviously opening up a bit of space for Selleck in some plays so I don't think he'll he has he's been at the Niners a while and he's never really done much before yeah. this year so I think it's more out of uh Necessity than uh, than I, really, I like Kittle. Uh, Kittle's really good. Yeah. Should we move on to the next game because this one was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you know uh, we had snow in the UK. We had t- two inches in around Bedford. Uh, two uh, inches. Yeah. I had twenty centimeters here in Northampton. I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't know. I woke up to eight inches in Birmingham, and then, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. outside and there was snow. Isn't hey. It? I didn't realise I was in Birmingham. Um, there you go. Uh, Just a picture. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I did it three times. <laughs> um, uh, Bruce, yeah, uh, but just watching them play in that... Uh, in that <laughs> That's completely thrown you, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, watching the, them play in... It was, it, was, it was a thunderstorm, a thunder snow, wasn't yeah. it? So a thunder snowstorm. The blizzard um, So 
uh, a few years. I'll give you the really boring fact about this. Yeah, go on. Apparently, it was only this bad because it was called lake deposit snow because the ground is surrounded by lakes. The winds from the storm picked up the water, made it cold, and dropped it as snow. And on the next nearest place, Thing. which is the stadium. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So interesting. So a few years ago, I was in. I was in. I was in Boston, and um, I was there when the state of emergency happened, and we had six foot of snow overnight. Um, and we were stranded there for a couple of days, um, but very similar conditions. And there's no way I thought to myself from the hotel room, do you know what? I'd really love to go and play a game of football right now. Um, although I have to admit, some of the scenes, you know, of um, I think it was a, a touchdown pass that wasn't complete because it went through the end of the end zone. But that's where the big pile of snow was, and it just splashed everywhere. That was superb. Um, but you know, for me, the star of this this whole game was Shady McCoy. Yeah. He was absolutely crazy. He still had dancing feet in the snow. Um, 32 rushes for 156 yards. The most attempts of his career. It's just, it was mental. And I didn't, um, was it the Colts didn't throw the part, throw a ball for the first quarter? Uh, more than the first quarter, yeah. It was yeah. about 18 minutes in before they yeah. threw the pass. I think uh, yeah, 97 rush attempts uh, from both teams, yeah. which is the most uh, since 1981. The game finished quickly until it went to overtime. Yeah. It, uh, it, um, I just the 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 scene of everyone from the uh, the Bills rushing onto the pitch to uh, no uh, uh, the Colts rushing onto the pitch to clear a patch of patch of green for Vinicius to kick was just brilliant. Well, especially the time when they got it wrong. Yeah, they got the spot wrong, didn't they? And they had to rush backwards <laughs> and do it again. Yeah, did, yeah. Um, which was, was great. I think there was definitely a couple of sideline passes caught where people were almost in the, the you know, the coaching stuff on the sidelines. <laughs> and they were like, ah, give him the catch. Yeah, we don't know. That'll do. <laughs> he caught the ball in this weather. We'll give it to him. Um, we, should give, we should give props. I think that's the proper phrase. To Nathan Peterman, who, who had no choice but to start. And um, 57 yards and a touchdown. Well, when you've only thrown the ball 10, ten times, times and <laughs> only five of them were caught and you didn't throw them to the yeah. other team, that's all right. And the, the, the throw to Benjamin get, was quite nice. Did he uh, not then get hit very hard? Yeah. Yeah. Did you not see the, <laughs> the helmet grill full yeah, of snow? Oh. <laughs> he was just like dribbling out the side of yeah. it. But, but that was his own fault because he dove forward into <laughs> the snow. Was, what, what are you doing? You can't do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Webb's come in. Um, I've got his first. Joe name. Webb. Joe Webb. Joe Webb. What a genius. He's neither a quarterback nor a running back. Nor a wide receiver. He's just some bloke who kicks around the league. I think he spent a long time at the Panthers as their like second and third choice. He's been at the Vikings. Uh, he has three touchdowns to six interceptions in his career. Uh, one of those interceptions was this weekend yeah. as he walked on through two completions for 35 yards and an interception. And somehow the Bills won this game because they have Shady McCoy. The, yeah. This this game was not about who was going to be the best, probably who was going to be the luckiest. Yeah. Uh, and though Buffalo do luck- quite well in these Bills conditions. were lucky in that Shady McCoy. I, th- I think this, I think the second half they turned into a decent part of the game, and f- and the only thing that really comes out of it is the Bills are still in the hunt. Um, that's not the only thing. The only, th- the, the most important thing is that Adam Vinatieri has dropped to eighty-eight percent completion percentage for the season, and because he's dipped below the ninety percent, it could cost him five hundred thousand pounds. The same as wow. his last game miss last season, which dropped him to eighty-eight percent on the year, and he missed out on five hundred thousand pounds. I'd have been tempted to refuse to kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs to score five, five out of the next five to get it back up. To get it back up. Well. Um, 
You know it's bad when he misses twice yeah, in a yeah. game. Oh, yeah. The only purpose, it's fair, if anyone's going to beat Vinatieri, it's going to be Mother Nature. Um, but, um, yeah, no Tyrod or Peatman this week. Uh, so they jo- go. Joe Webb all the way. They go to, they are, they host Miami, and um, if they're not, they then face the Patriots. Uh, so, uh, so, so, the end yeah. of the half, John. End of the half, yeah. Significant uh, results. There is so many to choose yeah. from. Um, I think I'm going to have to, just for two reasons, yeah. So I'm going to go with the Jags versus the Seahawks. First reason is the Jags are in such a tight division and the Seahawks are in such a tight, close um, division and also playoff wildcard hunt. So that's very significant for both teams. And also, I like to be proved right quite a lot so um, I quite like that so um, Bortles came out you know um, and really proved he should have been uh, time person of the year he, you know he is as far as we're concerned um, especially myself maybe not Griff so much but um, you know so that was really significant for me but there are plenty you could choose from this half Griff I will take the Packers beating the Browns I know it doesn't take a lot to beat the Browns but do you remember when Matt Flynn just about kept them on even keel and then Rodgers came in and they did great things yep. Hundley has done the job now is that three wins he's had now two yeah. wins two three. three I think it's three yeah uh, we said he wouldn't win more than two two so so fair yeah. enough uh, it was a much improved performance from him and uh, yeah I think that's significant they're going to be in the chase they will bring Rodgers back if if they think they've got a chance. And for me, Atlanta beating New Orleans, staying in the hunt. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that that division is so competitive. And, uh, yeah, I'm still convinced that it will, will be New Orleans, uh, Atlanta and Carolina going through to the playoffs from that one. So should we take a break and come back with part two of our review? Uh, we'll see you uh, very shortly. Cheers. Bye. 